wanted to give you the opportunity to at least talk a little bit. So, so guys, today we're getting yeah. started and we're we're going to start the blind view blind view now and um there's a couple of things that we're going to be talking about mostly um what happened earlier this week. It was yesterday was Louis Braille's birthday and I I don't know if Everybody in the world knows who Louis Braille is. I mean, I'm a blind person, so as long as I've been blind, it's, I don't remember when I first learned about Louis Braille. I honestly don't know if I knew about him before I went blind, but Louis Braille um, was a remarkable person that created this form of reading and writing for the blind called Braille that enabled blind people to learn to communicate so we can go to college and participate on an even keel with people in society. Um, does anybody else on the panel would hold on? Um, would anybody else like to share anything about Louis Braille before I really delve into Louis Braille? Because I really love talking about him and I could talk forever, but I don't want to crowd everybody. I don't out. read Braille, so I'm illiterate. Does anybody else on the panel know anything about Louis? You don't have to read Braille to know anything about Louis Braille. Does anybody did. else? If you didn't mention his name, I wouldn't know anything about him. So inform me. Okay. Does anybody else on yeah. the panel know anything about Louis Braille? Nope. I just found okay. out about him from you, and I didn't know that Braille was named <laughs> after him. Okay. Well, I think if maybe if Leon or I'm sure if Joetta so was on, I'm a... sure Joetta would know who Louis Braille is. I'm pretty sure Leon probably does too. But so Louis Braille is the man. Um, who is accredited with um, inventing the form of reading and writing that blind people use. Um, and it's called Braille and it's a system of six dots um, in two columns of three dots with the top left one being dot one, the one below it is dot two and then dot three. And then the top right hand dot is dot four, five, six like that. And um, Louis Braille was blinded when he was three years old, when he was playing in his father's workshop by a very a sharp implement similar to like an awl, I think, because um, he poked himself in the right eye with it oh, and it God. became infected over time. And the infection eventually spread to his left eye and blinded his left eye as well. Now this all happened when he was like three years old. Um, and so then he went, you know, through his, his um, young, young childhood as a blind person. Um, and then when he was a teenager was when he um, invented the, the Braille code. Um, and there was some stuff that he learned along the way that kind of, I think, um, maybe helped him come up with the idea. Um, but I also think that it was part of his experiences in his dad's shop as a child that maybe helped him, you know, because he was thinking with his hands and he was thinking with from a um, tactile perspective already. And I think that might have helped him come up with the idea of Braille. But it's just such a fascinating story. And there's lots of books about Louis Braille on Bard. So if you're a Bard user, I encourage you to go look them up and read them. Um, and if you're a sighted person, I'm sure you can find books about Louis Braille online or at the public library. He's just was such a remarkable exactly. person. And and um, his parents had to send him away to go to school because there were no schools where where they lived, you know, and this was like a long time ago. So it was just I, I just wanted to talk about him today because his birthday was like I said yesterday, and it's really important to all of us. Um, 
Kim, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay. Um, Jacob, are you still with us? Yep. Okay. So, yeah, I'm right here. Um, I'm going to talk about some of. Eighteen oh nine. Yep. Yeah, he's born in eighteen oh nine. Is that is that the only form of uh, blind communication? So no, it's not. But listen, so. When I went blind in 1989, there was hard copy Braille, which um, came in these sheets. I mean, they were, they were big yeah, sheets of I've paper and they were really thick. And I but so not all our viewers have it. So I'm just gonna try to you know describe it for people who might not know. But Braille paper is very thick and heavy and they're big pages. And you have to have a Braille writer or a Slayton stylist um, those are the easiest ways to create Braille is with a Brailler or a Slayton stylist. Um, that's how, when I went blind 30 plus years ago, that's how they were doing Braille, right? And so people were carrying on these big Braille books and people were getting big Braille books in the mail from the book libraries in their states that were, were um, you know, catering to the blind people so that they had something to read. And those were being sent out for free um, and then when I came along, when I went blind in 1989, I didn't, wasn't taught Braille, but I was introduced to the audiobook part of the same library. Um, and it's all done through the BARD, the Braille and audio reading downloads. And that's what I wanted to talk about. So today, Braille has come a long ways, just like everything else has evolved with technology, Braille has also evolved. And today you can get these, um, Braille, um, well, there's these things called Braille embossers, which are essentially Braille printers. So anything that you want, a ch like your student, your blind student to be able to read for school, if you got a Braille embosser, you could print it out in Braille for them to read. And then um, there's, um, what are they called? They're refreshable Braille displays. They're these electronic devices that you can digitally like download books like textbooks or recreational reading books or all kinds of material into these devices. And the information comes up on a refreshable Braille display on the front of it. So a person who's really good at reading Braille can read that. And that's, I mean, I've known, I've had blind friends who are really good at reading Braille, who that kind of stuff works really well for. Unfortunately, I'm not a proficient Braille reader. But I just want to share that information with our readers, mm. because if you have a passion for learning and you want to excel in life as a blind person, I strongly encourage you to embrace Braille, because there's a lot you can do with it, especially with, like I said, these, these new tools that are available, the Braille embossers and the refreshable Braille displays. I, I know I'm just really impressed with all of it, because no longer is there the hard copy Braille that you have to wait for in the mail and have to carry around and stuff. You literally download these books into your device from your home or wherever you're connected to Wi-Fi, and then you, it's like right there on, in a digital format in your device, so you're not carrying around heavy Braille books. I mm. just really love what technology has done for the blind community, and I want to make sure people know about what's available. Um, so does anybody have any comments about this? Uh, I wonder eventually one day when, you know, 15, 20 years from now, how much technology will be taken away from Braille, though? Because you know somebody's going to come out with something else. And um, it'll be interesting to see what it is like in 20 or 30 years. Yeah, but the Braille code itself may still be used in some fashion, which is still Braille. Well, I'm sure it's not going to go totally yeah. away. 
but yeah. technology is going to do something. Uh, you know, we've already got part of it with seeing AI and where instruments read stuff for you. And uh, I, it's just going to be interesting to see where it goes next 20, 30 years. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, reading is so yeah, fundamental I, I to every part him. of our lives. And so Braille is important for blind students and blind workers and, you know, blind adults. It's important if you want to be able to succeed in life is you need to be able to read, you know? Yeah. You're going to need it. I'm going to be illiterate yeah. once I quit be able, won't be able to see everything. So uh, I'm going to be screwed. So, well, Tim, there are a lot of digital books that are available on audio now. I mean, yeah. a lot more than there were like 30 plus years ago when I went blind. So you're very blessed that way. And then what, what's going on with the, the TV viewing? There's so many audio described videos available now and audio described TV now. I'm just really amazed by it all. I wish I had time to watch TV because there's so and many then audio books available. too. Audio books. Yeah, they got and... the audio oh, books. Yeah. Really good. Oh, I remember how boring it was for like the first 20 years of my blindness until I learned mm. about the technology that was available so that I could start to communicate with the rest of the world and start to learn and, you know, gather information from the rest of the world. And I just feel like I was robbed and I just want to make sure other people have this information. So well, that's a good thing. Good for you. Mm -hmm. I got a guide dog. It's got gas. Oh God! Oh. <laughs> Crying over here. Is, is, is Jacob that still on? Kind of dog. I got me a dog. Is it? She's a guide dog. Mm. Mm. she's like a. Is she a lab, Tim? Or yep, she's a, a black lab. She's a uh, English lab. Is she black in color? She's got a black, and but she's got white on her belly. Oh, I remember we talked about this during an yeah. episode. Yeah, so she's got uh, some. She got white on her belly. Oh, uh, yeah. When I was a kid, we had a dog that was all black with a white smut. Yeah. So, where you live just, at, Tim? I live in uh, the northeast of Atlanta. Atlanta. It's a big day in Georgia today. So, you guys uh, getting rain or? Uh, oh no, it's a cold? sunny day. It's like fifty-five degrees outside. It's a. Other than having a little wind, it's a little windy outside. But other than that, it's a great day. That's good. It's, uh, no, but it's hopefully voting. But uh, other than that, it's a great day. Oh, yeah. You guys are still doing that? Oh, yeah. We've got the runoffs, today, the runoffs today. So hoping and praying oh, that goodness. the outcome will come out good for America and Warnock and uh, mm. the other assholes not voted in and it's mm. a scary thought that two Democrats could take over and the Democrats got the whole shebang. Uh, yeah. Trump was here last night and uh, about 50 miles from my house. Oh, really? Yeah, he was, uh, he was here. Yeah. So he had, he had what, are you, what was he doing? He uh, had a big uh, rally. 20,000 people showed up. So uh, we'll see what happens. Hopefully this time tomorrow, but we'll see. We shall yep. see. Back over, uh, like with Braille, like what Tim was saying. I think I agree with Tim because with technology and stuff now, I think mm -hmm. it, you know they it might go away. I don't know about twenty three years, but 
I'm sure eventually. Oh, well, eventually, thing. I think eventually, so, if we're around 2,200, 300 years from now, blindness, oh, yeah, will, no, blindness will not be around anymore. Oh, yeah. There are, there are I, groups who are working to eradicate like blindness. Years. Yeah, I mean, I've got retinitis pigmentosa, that. and they're doing uh, gen, uh, gene cells and all this crap. So eventually, yeah. they'll flip it over. Eventually, blindness will be a thing of a past. One of these I days when I get time, I need to go. Making people walk. Yeah. 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 Paralyzed people on there is a. They're doing a thing in Phoenix, and they're uh, they're making people walk again. Are you gonna go take part in that, Jacob? So I mean, no, I got other issues, so I, I'd rather not do it. Uh huh. And it's still in like trial trial phases, but it's mm. working. It worked on animals, so it worked. It worked on a couple people, so it, I mean, it's still going on. Mm. But it's pretty, pretty insane. So I'm sure blindness won't be a thing. I'm sure within fifty years. Oh yeah. So there are actually. I think I've been in touch with three different organizations since I started my, you know, my campaign, like in the mm -hmm. last 20 years, three different organizations that are working on like different methods of healing or curing blindness, you know, whether they're doing research to find out about hereditary blindness. And a lot of it is being done through the stem cell research and stuff. So. Mm -hmm. well, and honestly, yeah, stem cells and yeah. So my optic nerve is what was damaged that caused my blindness. So I have, I mean, that the that stem cell stuff I think lends a lot of hope to my situation. But I'm really mm -hmm. not dependent on the stem cell research. Honestly, I I need to find time to go see an eye doctor because I think I need to get that eye laser surgery to get. Um, the nearsightedness on my eyeballs fixed because it it really feels like right. I'm seeing a lot better, but it feels like I'm looking through blurry, like a blurry smudged up window, and I feel like my eyeballs need to be fixed now, not my brain so much anymore. So, because vision is a two part thing, you know, there's the brain and the eyeballs themselves. Yeah. Tim, yeah, you can't see basic. it all yet. Or? No, I've got I got three percent of my vision in my right eye, and uh, I got some sight. I can still watch TV and and do all that mm -hmm. stuff yet, but it's slowly but surely going away. It sucks, so monkey glass, balls. You don't have glasses. Glasses. I wear uh, reading glasses when I just to try to help me uh, see a little bit. But they're, you I can't. still have, I, I use a handheld you, view screen to read yeah. mail and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I've got something like that. Tim, are you signed up for Bard Books? Yeah, I, I use Bard. So do you have a Victor Reader Trek? I have a Victor Reader Trek. Yes, I do. So do you listen to your Bard Books on it? No, I, I, I do it all on my iPhone. I, I it seems to work a little bit easier for me a little bit on the iPhone. So really? I know you can put it on your Victor Reader Trek, 
but I just prefer just leave it on on my iPhone. Oh, 99% of what I do with my Trek is listen to audiobooks, and then the next most thing I do is like navigate with it. Well, I um, think it's I think it's easier just to do it on your iPhone personally because there's so many buttons on that Victor Reader Trek. All I got, I, I can never. Ugh, it's oh. so, that's why I don't do it. I, I, I've never logged on to Bard on my Victor Reader Trek though. So, uh, oh, it's really, really simple. All you do is so you go to the wireless um, bookshelf and then you push seven until I'm trying to remember it goes into like wireless mode and yep. then. You know, it, it walks you through the process. That's what I love about the Victor Reader track. It's so easy to use. Um, Tom, the, what's up? I've had an Chris. iPhone longer than I've had my Trek, but I still prefer to use my Trek for books because my iPhone, like, I find I need to go into the settings on there because, like, it when my screen locks, it stops playing the book. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, you can. Uh, and it's hard that. to. I think you can set that up in the on the Bard app itself, where the the screen doesn't lock up. So right. See, I mean, it, I I think if I went into my iPhone and my Bard settings on my iPhone, maybe I could make my Bard app more user friendly for me on there. But honestly, I I just use it on my Trek every night anyway, um, and, and my iPhone's on the charger at night, so you know for the next day, so. But I can see how a lot of, I do know a lot of people who use the Barn mobile app on their iPhones, which I do have it on my iPhone and I have used it before when I've been out of town. Like if I forgot my Trek at home or or I don't have my Trek charger, my Trek goes dead and I, I really need a book to listen to. I just go on my Bard mobile app on my phone. Yeah. I, guess I really just, love Bard. Well, Bard's a nice little thing. Becca, uh, Tom's here. Oh, yeah. hi, Tom. Hey. Hey Tom, how you doing? I'm Jacob. Hey Jacob, how's it going? I think uh, that uh, right. the, the Amazon books are fabulous books, but yeah. oh, you mean the Audible ones? Audible's are better and... than Bard. You know, oh yeah, Tom, did you Audible know, uh, is good. Louis Louis Braille. What was his name? Louis Braille. Oh yeah, Louis Braille. Yeah, Tom, do you know? Braille. Louis. Yeah, Braille. Tom, did you know that yesterday was his birthday? Nope. Yep. Yeah. We and you know we usually acknowledge his uh, birthday in the blind community. So. My so birth- Tom, how are you? What about your birthday, Tim? My, my birthday's Thursday. Oh. What Mine do you want for your birthday, 27th. Tim? I, I can't say that on TV. <laughs> <laughs> My birthday was December 27th. What'd you get for your birthday, Jacob? Uh, not, not much. You know, little socks. Christmas your birthday socks was two with, days uh, after Christmas? Uh, yeah. There's Christmas socks with aloe vera in it. It's really good. Oh. You, should, you guys should get those. Oh, What did you guys do for New Year's other than oh. stream? Um, I just stay at home pretty much. I know Tom was at the club. I seen Tom at the club. Yeah. Who saw Tom at, at the Tom. club? Me and Tom were at the club. Oh, yeah, Jacob? Yeah, in the fantasy world. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what's the weather like in Arizona anyway, today? Becca, oh, it's snowing today, Tim. It's snowing on your new grass. Yeah, it's snowing. Yeah, it's not snowing. It's, snow. The sun is shining. It's a little chilly out, though. How's your grass? Oh, it's good. I just wish I had more time to go out there and enjoy it. Once the weather warms up, I'm get, definitely going out there and sitting on it. I'm, I hope you're able to bag it up real good and get a good price for it. <laughs> it's not that kind of grass. Can you grow yeah. your own? Can you grow your own stuff out in Arizona now, or you have to buy it? I can't. So I'm not really clear on that because I didn't really plan on growing it myself anyway. Because I've never had a green thumb. LOL. I usually kill plants, <laughs> and so and I also don't have a lot of time to go be spending growing stuff. So I just go to the dispensary and buy it, right? But I do know some people that are just now starting growing. stuff their own so I don't know how it'll go for them I'll have to wait and see hmm. well if I get caught growing here I'll go to jail so I'll just leave it at that mm. we can't get the uh, oil or anything here in the state of Georgia oh but eventually that'll change yeah so the runoff vote is tomorrow then, right, Tim? No, it's today. It's today? Today is oh. the day. It closes in uh, four hours. Really? Yep. Oh. And what I've been hearing is that the Democrats, there's been more uh, mail-in ballots than there was in November. And as of right now, the turnout is low. So it doesn't look good for Republicans. Mm-hmm. They say we have to have at least one point, have to have a million and 50,000 people show up today to vote just to overtake the votes that were mailed in by the Democrats. So it has to be, we have to get 65% of the vote today. We have to so, Tim, have you heard of the story of the loaves and the fishes? I know all about the loaves and the fishes. Well, why couldn't the votes for our president be multiplied the same way? Our God can do anything, and I still am standing firm on that. I will not give my country up to the communists until I see Joe Biden get sworn in on January 21st. Well, tomorrow's going to be a big day. Yeah. Tomorrow is a big day. Mm-hmm. And even though if it gets certified, you still got another couple of weeks. But it's not. I just, until something happens, I just don't believe it. So, um Keep well, alive, you know, there's a lot of days between now and the 19th where God can pull off a miracle um, win for our president and his team. That's what I'm praying for every single day. I'm praying that God will open up the eyes of President Trump and his lawyers and his team to sh- reveal to them all the deceit and everything that's gone on and give them the evidence they need to prove it to open the eyes of the world. You know? Mm. Yeah. Well, we'll see here in the next couple of days. And I so what happens on the 21st? I do not believe that 
that patriots are going to lay down and just let the communists walk in to our government and take everything over unless they can prove that joe biden legitimately won this election and they don't seem to be interested in proving that there's more proof that he didn't win than there is that he did win so there's that's the yeah problem. yep and until they can legitimately prove that joe biden won then joe biden's not president just because the media says it so but yeah i just i won't believe it until joe biden gets sworn in on january 20th so but we'll see so how was everybody's holiday oh it's good that's what i got for christmas What'd you get, Tom? A toolbox with some tools. A toolbox? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Who got that for you? Was that from your parents? It was actually from Santa. Oh, Santa? my dad gave Santa me my first tools? toolbox, so. What kind of tools was in it? Uh, hammer, pliers, a screwdriver set, mm-hmm. and an Allen wrench set. What do you what did you need tools for? For stripping demolition derby cars. Oh yeah? What yeah. kind of car you guys got? I have a ninety-eight Chevrolet Tahoe. Two thousand two Mercury Grand Marquis. That's the and crashing. I used to have a 71 Dodge Charger. Ooh. You used to have a 64 VW Bug. (laughs) Oh, really? Oh, yeah. VW Bugs. You know what? I love those. Those things were so light, you could pick it up and move it. Two guys. Right. Move that whole car. Everything, if it breaks down, it's so cheap to fix. Hard to have sick. So Tim, what did you get for from Santa? Tim, are you there? Tim, can you hear us? Tim, well, Becca, what did you get from Santa? Oh, Santa didn't visit me this year. I guess I was naughty. What? You're a bad girl. Same with me. I barely noticed Christmas. For one thing, there's no snow on the ground. It doesn't feel like Christmas. And when you're not with family, you don't really, it doesn't feel like Christmas, you know, because no one is allowed to be with their family. So where was my Christmas? I couldn't even really pretend it was Christmas. I mean, we had some presents and like my sister, like put up a tree and stuff, but I'm not really into decorating myself, but she decorated and stuff and um, all of that. Thank heavens, because I'm not really into all of that. but, and my one son is here, so the three of us spent Christmas together. It was pretty nice. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah, same here. I was just chilling with family, my mom, my sister. I was I was in Nashville when that bomb went off. Really, Tim? Bomb. The bomb. The one in on Nashville, Christmas Tennessee. morning. Yeah. You were in Nashville when it went off, Tim? Uh, yep, thirty miles from it, and I heard it go off too. 
Oh, really? What else did you experience? Uh, like well, I, like, I got up. The, my dog woke me up, of course, nosing me because she wanted to be fed. So I got up and fed her, and I heard this. <laughs> and I told somebody, I said, that sounded like an explosion. I turned the TV on. About 10 minutes later, a big RV blew up downtown Nashville. Uh, oh, I forgot you were going to Nashville. Yeah, so it was pretty. It was it was pretty. Were, were the locals all panicking and stuff, Tim? Uh, downtown they were kind of because there was. Luckily, the guy did it on Christmas morning. Right when there's nobody around. There was nobody. He didn't want nobody to really get killed from it. Uh, but uh, there, a couple of buildings. Uh, why, why did he? He is a. Uh, why did they do that? His neighbor, this is a quote, he was a heavy pot smoker and he hated the police and he hated AT&T. He hated big tech. Oh. So he went down there to blow up the AT&T building. Oh my gosh. So he, and, and that building's bomb proof. So he didn't do any damage to that building. Why would you build a building bomb proof? That's... I, that, that building has to be because it's a hub for AT&T, if it blows up, people oh. communications go down all over the world. Oh, okay. It's it's a big hub up there in, in, in Tennessee. The biggest one's down here in downtown Atlanta. But mm. uh, it's the old Bell South hubs. Mm. So, uh, yeah, he, he blew that mother crapper up. Do you need anything? Yeah, I need about $1,000. Oh, you're so funny. Well, I thought you was asking me a question. Oh, did you say that, Tim? Yes, I said that. <laughs> no, I was asking Jacob. Oh. Well, I still need a thousand dollars. You're not gonna get it from me. Oh, I know. I ain't getting it from nobody. But yeah, it, it, it was pretty. It was pretty. I won't say exciting, but it was just odd to be a witness in history. I've never been around I'm sorry, like Becca, that before. We're all Becca, witnessing what, history, Tim. What'd you Becca, say? What did you ask me? I don't remember what I asked you. Uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was, I was away from that. Okay. Yeah, it was... Uh, so, anyway, what else? Um... So, did you hear Jacob Tim talking about the fact that he was in Nashville when the explosion happened in Nashville on Christmas Eve? No, Christmas morning. Yeah, or Christmas I heard morning. Him. Oh yeah, so that's what yeah, we were I talking about. The pot. Oh, I was here. I heard everything. On. I was here. I was okay. just away from the phone. I heard everything. I was just muted. Oh okay. What the? What's up, what's up, Tim? I had it. I mean, I'll be right back. I had a big bang noise in my backyard. I'll be back in a minute. Uh, uh -oh, okay, great. Yeah, jeez, I hope not. It was pretty well, who, big. Who the heck knows? You know, he lives in Atlanta, and with what's going on in Georgia today. Well, they they were and tomorrow and whatever counties I mean. that were threatening people when they went to the voting booths that they were going to get shot. Yeah, did you look in your backyard, Tim? I'm looking right now. Okay. Sound like a tree. A cowboy or shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Tim, you like cowboys? Oh yeah. my gosh. Cowboys. He likes the oh, come on. I'm a bulldog 
though before I'm a cowboy. Yeah. What do you got to think of Washington's name? Oh, this is what I would have done. This is the ingenious. I would have still kept the name Redskins, but I would name myself after the potato, the red Mm. potato skin. And I said, (laughs) I would have said, we are the Washington Redskins. We're named after the Redskin potato. (laughs) Just to give those motherfuckers a finger with the middle. Yeah. We're still staying the Redskins, but our, our mascot is the potato. Uh, That's yeah. what I would have done. I don't know. That's, it was dumb. Even the Indians, they were like that. They like. They the don't man. care about I mean, that. I would. Uh, I would say that's an honor because uh, Redskins or whatever they're they they I uh, mean, are two, fighters. Actually, two two football teams named after Indians. Yeah, well, the Redskins are big fighters. Well, the Cleveland Indians are talking about uh, getting rid of their name, and the Braves said they're not changing their names. So, what about the Chiefs? The Chiefs said they're not changing their Chiefs. name either. Well, good for them. Yeah. I'm not changing my name. They could call themselves the Kansas City yeah. Chiefs. Oh wait, I am changing my Chef. name. But You're not changing for your name. Reason. Well, yeah, but not for the same reason. You're changing your name. Yes. What are you going to name yourself? Rebecca Meadows. Oh, okay. Rebecca Meadows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you hear about that guy that changed his name to Celine Dion? Really? I didn't he, hear about that. Yeah, you, you can pay $150 to go down to the courthouse. And he heard Celine Dion for the first time. And he changed his name to Celine Dion. Oh, I love Celine Dion. Yeah, well. Jeez. I would love to love her. Ha, 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 Is she ha. hot, Tim? <laughs> She's pretty good looking. Yeah. A little flat chest yes. for me, but she she's got oh. she's got some there. But yeah, she's oh, good you looking. like big boob women? I don't like big boob. I like something there. I don't I don't want to. I don't. Yeah. Wanna, I don't want to have. Well, a, you know, ugh. Tim. Tim, <laughs> let me tell you a secret, and you'll what? learn this as you become blinder in life. The more there is there, you know, to tactily feel tits yeah yeah well i mean i don't feel tits <laughs> but as a woman if the guy has something to feel a little bit it's nicer than just skin and there's the ribs right or something yeah so mm-hmm. well you like a big belly on a guy no i like my guys to be hairy though that's what i really oh, like oh you like hairy guys okay oh yeah Oh, that just turns Rebecca on. Harry guys. Oh, geez. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a Harry guy. Yep, yeah, Tom's got the. Yeah, Tom's got a little beard going on. Let me see, Tom, move your hand. Yeah, he's got a little beard and mustache. Well, we, we got You're we know a little secret about Rebecca doing? today. <laughs> What'd you say, Tim? We know a little bit more yeah, about you today. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, I like Harry guys. I think I probably even mentioned yeah. that in my first book. She goes around saying, I like Harry guys, and this is why, and I don't lie. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I like big booties. She says, I like Harry guys. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, 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 I guess it, whatever floats your boat. Freak, I don't like Harry. I don't like Harry guys. I can tell you that right now. No, I'm not a big fan of uh-huh. Harry guys. I'm not a big fan of Harry women either. 
<laughs> you don't like hairy women, Tim? Okay. No. Uh, if they want to trim that, that's fine. But uh, yeah, well, no. Oof. I I'll, I'll just mm. won't touch that sub subject. There's nothing worse than a woman's got hairy legs. Oh gosh, make me sick. Uh, oh, I know, Tim. Tom, what about Ooh. you? You like uh, a girl with hairy legs? No. I like. I usually wax. Oh, you wax. Oh, well, yeah. Like, if you guys watch my some of my earlier videos, you'll see I actually did a whole series on beauty care, and one of my videos was on waxing. And so Would before the quarantine, I used to get waxed regularly. I used to get waxed regularly before the quarantine. I've only done it a couple of times since quarantine, <laughs> but I need to get back into waxing regularly. Woo! Would you wax? Yeah. Tim, go on <laughs> Becca's world and look up the video. I discussed it all in the video. Okay, well, there's no there's no video there, is there? There's no video the of the act wax? of getting waxed, but I discuss the process of waxing and all that it entails. Okay, entails, okay. <laughs> the Brazilian wax? Oh, the Brazilian one, yeah. There you you go. Guys, that, I suggest you guys hurt. go on Becca's World and look up the video and watch it. That has got to hurt. I'm telling well, you. Well, go watch the video uh, and find out. Uh, okay, well, I'll check it out. Uh, I, I, I got to keep everything on my hair. the phone for a second. The only thing I do is shave. Around my goatee, the rest of me stays the way it's supposed to be. I, now I do, I do go to the, I do a little trimming once in the. Yeah, I do some trimming down there, but other than that, that's yeah, that's as far as I'm gonna go. Uh -huh. Yeah, please. Yeah. Um, not in this show. I'm not gonna get the shaver out and do something and slip and oh my god, I just castrated myself. Oh, Tim. <laughs> 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 so Tim, if you want to get your hair, get rid of your hair, I suggest you just go get waxed. I'm not because the not. good, the good thing about waxing over shaving is it gets pulled out by the roots, so it's not oh, you don't have God. stuff in there two days later oh. or three days later. I watched a guy. His name is um, uh, what is it? Catfish Cooley. Everybody needs to go to YouTube and look up Catfish Fish Cooley. He did a wax job on his privates. He ripped that oh. off and he it's bleeding. I mean it's on video. He did it live. You didn't see nothing, but you saw him when he did it. You and saw he, his expression. He saw the expression on his face and he oh. showed the hair afterwards. So you know he really did it. I'm oh my God. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, oh. See, that's the kind of man I have respect for. He did yeah. that on video? Yes, Catfish wow. Cooley. That's his name. Catfish, Catfish Cooley. So does he have a YouTube channel? Yes. Okay, how do you spell Cooley? C-O-O-L-E-Y, I believe. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Go check out Catfish uh, Cooley if you want to He is a, he's from Louisiana. I believe he's from Louisiana. He's crazy. He's a redneck. He's crazy. <laughs> One day well, he drunk he drunk fireball and he ate three chocolate bootla peppers. Oh my lord! Oh, you know I have it. teased f plenty of my male friends about getting waxed, uh -huh. but I would never expect a man to go get waxed because I know men don't have the same pain tolerance level women have. No, we don't. Yeah. That God designed for you guys to have that pain level because you guys deliver babies. We don't. Yep. 
So that's why you guys can do that. You, I'll trim it up with some scissors. That's as far as I got to be careful with those scissors too, because like there again, slip up you and cut off your worm. You know, you don't want to cut your worm off. Just, yeah, I don't know if I'd use scissors down there. I think I would stick with like a razor. Now the most this happened to me as a kid uh, because you know I can't see good. I went to my friend's farm. And we were working out in the fields, and I had to go. I, I had, I had, a, I had to pee real bad. I had to pee real bad. So I went over to a post and I started peeing. Well, I peed on an electric fence. What? Oh, oh my! You Lord. peed on an electric fence. I peed. I had show. the shock of my life. Oh, Woo, boy, that hurt. Oh wow! And once it grabs you, you can't let go. So you're sitting there until. You, until I quit peeing. I couldn't move. How old were you when that happened? Uh, about 13, 14 years old. Oh, Oh, wow. that hurt. I thought I was going to be sterile all my life, but I wasn't. I got two kids to prove that. But, man, oh. it took about three weeks for my Peter to move again. Oh, Tim. That was a little more information than we needed. I well, think. I'm just telling you. know me. I'm blunt. Painful. I got to tell you the oh. truth. So when you're peeing, make sure there's not an electric fence around because that hurts. <laughs> you know, as a blind woman who's had to squat and pee outside before, I know what you mean when you say you have to be careful where you're peeing. Well, yeah, you can get poison ivy that way, too. Yeah, yeah. Get that up in your times, twat. You get itching been, in that twat. Oh, my love. Oh, there have been plenty of times when I've been out in the woods camping with family or friends over the years, and I have to pee, so I just drop my shorts and I start to squat, and they're like, no, there's poison ivy there! You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, well, try peeing on a electric never... fence one time. No, thank you. I'll pass. I don't think she has nothing hanging out. To, uh, yeah. I know what a boiled hot dog felt like, I guarantee you. What yeah. did you say, Jacob? Yeah. Yeah. Does somebody have a radio on in the background? That's my brother. Tom, is that you? Somebody back there? Somebody has a radio or TV so, on in the background. Can you shut that off, please? That was my brother. Like, yeah, somebody's talking. Okay. I mean, so, there's a, I've got lots of stories like that happened to me when I was in, in, in Indiana. Oh, my Lord. So what else happened to you in Indiana, Tim? Uh, I got thrown out of the house naked. Oh. My what? sister locked me in. Uh, she threw me out of the house. And, uh, I had to run around the whole uh, yard naked trying to get back into the house. That happened to me. That happened to me when I was like seven or eight. Was that during during the daytime or at night? Oh, it was daytime. Oh, wow. It was daytime. Oh. How did yeah. she throw you out the front door well, naked? Well, she was bigger than me, so. Oh, so she didn't do it on accident? Oh, no. She did it on purpose. Oh. Did your parents... Tanner Hyde? She got her ass whooped that night, but uh, she still giggles about it today. Uh, so I was a little bashful boy back then. So can you laugh about it today, Tim? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm proud like of you for sharing it. I know what it's like to streak around somebody's outside in the yard. So yeah, I've done that. <laughs> I'm proud of you for sharing that, mm -hmm. Tim. Well, everybody's got a story. Everybody, everybody has something that's happened funny in their lives. 
Yeah, yeah. So, I'm sure. What about you, Tom? Uh, you ever beat on an electric fence? I don't remember. No. I've been tased a couple times by my friend. Oh, man. Oh, really? What's that like being tased? Yeah, my friend. Uh, the prong ones suck. The little hand ones, not too bad. So does it hurt really bad? I've or never does gotten it... the... The handheld one is kind of like a mixture of muscle spasms. And, but the ones that, the prongs, that one sucks because you're just like paralyzed. So, like, I've, I've accidentally it stuck sucks. my finger in the outlet when plugging stuff in plenty of times or had my <laughs> finger on the prong when plugging stuff in plenty of times. So I shocked myself like that. Is it a worse shock when you get tased? Than- oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's only 110. I've that's only 110 too. volts. Yeah. I've seen Yeah. I've seen my brother get hit by 220. Uh-huh. That was pretty intense. So, did he was he knocked unconscious or No, he got knocked back, but he didn't get knocked unconscious. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I've gotten brother, shocked. He gets, he, he gets. You got what? Shocked? Yeah. Would you say, Tom? I, I've gotten shocked, but not tased. How'd you get shocked? Well, uh, one time I stuck my finger in a light bulb socket. When I was younger. Somebody's vaping. Um, I was just taking a drink of my water. Oh, it sounded like you were vaping. Oh, so the straw in my water bottle, I don't know what it is, oh. with it, but when I suck on it, there's air flowing through it somewhere because it always whistles <laughs> like that. Yeah. When you suck on what? When I suck on my the, the thing for my water bottle. Tim, can you see my water bottle? Yes, I like, see your water bottle. Look at bottle. this. So you see, you flip the cover back and this uh-huh. automatically pops up. Well, inside of here, uh-huh. there's a straw attached to this. And, and for, some reason, that straw. for some reason, there's like air whistling around that straw. And that's what okay. you're hearing. Okay, I'm just making sure. Mm. Yeah. I, I have keep, my vape in my purse though. Right I won't. I, I won't it. touch what I was about to say, but I'll just leave it alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In case there's some little kids watching. <laughs> I don't want to have Gina uh, to put a rated R on the front. All of right, this everybody. Video. Yeah, Tim, I'd appreciate that. <laughs> everybody, I'm gonna, I'm gonna log off. Is that Jacob or Tom? Yeah, that's, ja- that's Jacob. Yeah, okay, that's, Jacob. Jacob. Talk to you later, man. Uh, it's good to be on. Bye. Yep, thanks um, for bye, joining Tim. us, Jacob. Bye. Mm-hmm. I'll join you later. Okay, thanks bye. for joining us. Okay, guys. So, Tom or Tim, have either one of you experienced Braille at all in your experience of being blind? I've tried the Braille when, uh, when yep. I go to my NFE meetings. They try to do it when it's Braille month or whatever. I cannot read the the uh, I can't do it with my fingers because I got damage to my fingertips mm-hmm. because because of the job I had, so it's mm-hmm. impossible for me to do braille. 
Mm-hmm. What about you, Tom? Have you had opportunity to be try to learn Braille? Has anybody given you up? Have you had opportunity to try to learn it? Yep, I've gotten quite far as well. Oh, really? How? So, do you read Braille, Tom? Yeah, I have a Braille set of Uno card. Do do are you are you able to read like Braille books? Like, do you have a? Can you read read Braille good enough to read books and stuff? Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. So, so do you have a Braille like a refreshable Braille display? No, I don't. So, do you get Braille books in the mail then? Tom, no, do, 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 Tom, do you find do you find that you are able to use Braille in your life? I guess I, maybe is what I should ask you. Um, are you, have you used Braille since you got out of school? You know what I mean? Not really. Okay, now, but so did you go on to college after high school? No, I didn't. So have you worked after high school? I've tried to find a job, but no luck around where I live. But you have good Braille reading skills, right? Yeah. Well, that's wonderful, Tom. I'm I'm impressed with you. Good for you. I I wish I could devote myself to learning, you know, dedicate myself to learning to read Braille with my fingers. I know the code. I just, it would take me so much time to make my fingers learn how to read it. And I focus on so many other things right now. Maybe in my next life, I can learn to read Braille with my fingers. You don't, want to I be wouldn't mind being, you don't want to be blind in your next life. I wouldn't mind and, and if God gave me the opportunity to learn Braille, because I love to read. And I know if I was a, a good Braille reader, the world would be my oyster. Like, I would be unstoppable. I would be able to go to college, right, and learn anything I wanted. And I'd be able to have any job, because you can do so much on computers with Braille. You can do learn so much with Braille. You know what I mean? I'm a fierce proponent for Braille. Even though I myself am not very good at reading it, I, I, I'm, I, I shouldn't even say I can read it because I can't. I can create it, but I can't read it. Do you need something? A thousand dollars. Tim. No, no. <laughs> well, I just can't read it. Uh, so that's going to be my problem when I get to that. I have to depend on others or devices to do whatever I need it for today. So, oh, I know if I would dedicate myself to it, I could learn to read Braille. But I just, like I said, I have so many other passions right now that I'm finally able to pursue in my life. And so Braille will have to be put on the back burner until someday over the rainbow. Over the rainbow. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. But I do believe Braille is such a key to the success of blind people. And I just, so I really want oh, it's to a, it's promote a key, it. Yeah. It's a key function. I mean, if, if, if somebody's born blind or who came blind as a child or as a teenager, they, they got the opportunities to take and read that Braille and need to learn how to do it. It's tougher for, it's tougher for adults because our health conditions and all that stuff come into factor right but as a child they should be taught braille 
That should so be a you, requirement. Yeah, it should be. And listen, I have I've known a few blind people who learned Braille as a child when, when their sighted peers were learning how to read in early elementary. These same blind people were taught Braille at that same point. So they were able to read at the same point in their life and they were able to keep up with their sighted peers in school because they learned Braille early on so th and they read it always because it was made accessible, you know, available to them. And so they got good at reading Braille and today those people are unstoppable. Yep. And so I just want to tell our viewers, if you have a blind child, do not refuse them Braille. Encourage them to learn Braille because that is the key that will enable them to change their world and everybody else's world. I remember my first time experiencing somebody uh, when I went to the convention about three or four years ago for the first time. Mm -hmm. And I sat there and watched people when we went to a restaurant. And how she was reading that menu with her with her hands. It was just fascinating to sit there and watch them as they're doing it. And you're going, my God, uh, that is just amazing how they can do that. Mm -hmm. And she did a real good job with that. Yeah. So I've I've seen Braille readers who read better than any sighted person I've ever heard read. In fact, when I first joined the NFB in Montana years ago, I was at an NFB meeting and I was just sitting there minding my own business and someone announced they were going to read the minutes from the last NFB meeting, which I hadn't been at. But I sat there while this woman was reading the minutes and I thought, oh my God, I thought she must be sighted because that that is amazing. So I, I asked after the meeting, I was like, was that woman sighted that read the minutes? No, that was Joy Breslauer. She's like, I think she was at the sec the secretary or something at the time. And Joy read Braille so smoothly and eloquently, just like I was able to read print when I was a 12-year-old sighted girl, right? And I, I wish I could have devoted myself to my Braille studies and learned to read Braille that good. But I think in order to do that, you'd have to learn Braille young, like Joy did. Like I said, she learned like in kindergarten or first or second grade, right? When our sighted peers were learning to read a their ABCs and stuff in school. And that's why I just want our viewers to know if you have a blind student or a blind child in your life, it is very important that they learn Braille so that they are not stunted in their development and in what they're able to achieve in life. I cannot say that enough. Yeah. I mean, it was something to experience because you know, I, I was you know, been able to read all my life. And then mm -hmm. when we were at the Olive Garden that night, she was telling me what was on the menu because she could read Braille and I couldn't read the menu. Which, oh, I've had that experience. With and that, that's, you know, that's kind of weird. You know, I've been able to read all my life. And at mm -hmm. this moment, I can't read it. But a blind person is reading me the menu at all mm -hmm. at Olive Garden. And that was just fascinating. <sighs> I've had that experience on several occasions at NFB conventions I've gone to, like on breaks, or I'll be sitting down eating with a blind friend. And most of my blind friends can read Braille really good. And yeah, so they'll read the menu to me. And I always feel really ashamed that I can't read Braille. Yeah. And speaking of the NFB, they're going to announce March the 1st if there's going to be a convention this year or not. Okay. That's well, I'm hoping. I'm hoping too, but I don't know. If it was later in the year, I would say yes, but you know, I mean, how how are they going to get a hotel to commit to anything because the hotels always give us really great rates because we agree to book so far out and they 
they like promise us half back if we if we you know um cancel our room like i think it's a 30 days before the convention or whatever you know um so we always get such great deals but under this these circumstances i don't see how any hotel that wants to stay in business well could you know what i mean i think people are good everybody's gonna have to work with everybody while we're opening stuff back up the, the hotels they write off that half price off on their taxes as a donation to the mm-hmm. organization so it's a they're doing it for their taxes so it's, they're not losing out on everything and i mean if you've got 3200 blind people at your hotel for the next seven days that is a lot of money because they're going into the restaurants and the bars and yeah and down at the condom dispensary and all that stuff uh, and they're making money and it. using the room service yeah and, oh yeah just like becca does uses the room service and uh you know they make oh. money they're making money oh my first convention i was bad for that and my my first convention i had like my husband and my kids with me right and i had a terrorist oh nazi f- I, I had that i had my husband and my kids with me and i had a <laughs> nazi from the blind school that i was with who was chasing me around all week saying here's your list of stuff you're supposed to be doing for school right <laughs> and i had to block her number because every time i turned around she was messaging me giving me orders and she's like i want you to go do this you know how they give you like yeah you have to do projects yeah and meanwhile my husband's like you need to come with me and the kids you know and oh it was horrible don't I take like your kids my to the convention oh i think i took my kids to a few conventions but oh. my husband and i have been separated for years now and um and the kids are pretty grown now like our youngest son is 14 so Man, I don't take nobody with me to the convention, so I can have the freedom to do whatever I want when I want to do it. If yeah. I want to take three showers that day, I take three showers. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, most of the time anymore, now that I've left my husband, I usually just go to the convention by myself because it is nicer being by myself. Yeah, I, th- I, I, I use the week as a uh, vacation from from reality for a while. Uh, it's nice to step yeah. away from everything and Get around I a bunch to, of blind people. I used to be horrible at spending way too much money at the convention. So I'd buy the memorabilia and crap, you know, to try to support people. Yeah. And it's expensive for a blind person to go. Yep. If you if you yeah. don't room with somebody, it, you'll easily spend seven to eight hundred dollars a week just for the room. Well, yeah, and the and it's a week long convention. Um but it is doable and there's lots of ways to cut costs you can share like have other people in your room because the rooms have two beds in them and i think you can even get a roll away for another person um and so like two people per bed you you can easily split the room four ways right and so if you get if you're a woman get a couple of blind women and and then people am are you okay oh sorry is duke okay Just a minute, guys. I might need. Do you guys need my help? No, it's okay. I just dropped really high up. Is he okay? Yeah. Okay. Um, what were we talking about? The uh, people rooming with people at the NFB convention. Oh. I room yeah. with me, myself, and I. 
That's it. Oh, yeah. We were talking about ways to save expenses so you can go to the convention. Yeah. So that's one good way to save costs. There's lots of ways like to find more affordable ways of eating while you're at the convention. There's lots of ways to do that. Um, some people bring stuff with them in their suitcase. A lot of people, once they land in the city where the convention is going to be, they go to Walmart and they stock up on like cheaper, cheaper eats that they can keep in their hotel room. And if it's something refrigerated, you can usually get a refrigerator from the front desk at the hotel. You know, if you need a refrigerator for medications or different foods that you might get from Walmart, you know. Um, so people do that to make ends meet. Um, and there's lots of, I've talked to lots of friends over the last few years who do different things to cut costs. Mostly it's the eating that like, if you can get someone to share your room with you, that cuts down on the room expense a lot. And the next biggest expense, from what I understand, is the eating. And like I said, there's like so many options around the hotel. The hotels usually like there's usually a gift shop in the hotel, and then there's like a restaurant. Some hotels that we have our conventions that have several restaurants. And there's restaurants within walking distance too. Um, or you can take a lift or or some other way to get to somewhere cheaper to eat near the restaurant, right? So you, there's just lots of ways to save money and do it cheaper. That's why I liked Orlando so much because they had so many options right there inside the uh, the hotel, and then they also had a refrigerator, and you could order from uh, whoever to deliver your groceries to you, and right and. Uh, but I wish they would make sure there's refrigerators in the rooms, but that's going to be hard to do. I think the one they're going to New Orleans doesn't have any refrigerators. So, so usually what, yeah, I, if that's the case, I'll have to do something like that when I get there too. Um, usually what it's, it's not uncommon for there not to be a refrigerator automatically in the rooms. And I've stayed at a lot of hotels and Sometimes if you call the front desk, they'll have a refrigerator that they'll put in your room for free. Sometimes they charge you like five, 10, I've even been charged $15 a day for having a refrigerator in my room, right? At some hotels, but you can always ask for any of these conveniences that you might need. And if they can accommodate you, they usually will. So. Well, if you're diabetic, they got to give you a refrigerator for free. So right. they, yeah. they, they've got those real small ones. There's about the size of a lunchbox. Okay. Well, everybody, I've got to go. Okay, Tim. And I hope you guys have a pleasant evening, and we will see you all next week. Yeah, we're going to be signing off. Thank you, Tim. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Tom, do you have anything you want to add? No. Okay, well, Jacob's already left, so um, we hope you enjoy today's episode of The Blind View. Please like, share, and hit the subscribe button. Peace out, everybody. That's a wrap. Thank you for watching Becca's World. Please like, share, and subscribe to my channel.